Hi and welcome to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm your host Renee Bennett and this is a leadership podcast for ordinary girls compelled to lead an extraordinary life. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Girl Next Door Podcast. I am Renee and I'm so glad to be with you guys today. Just remember that Wednesdays is our day dedicated to all things leadership, particularly for girls. And Friday, although boys can listen, you know how many boys listen to this podcast. And then Fridays is Parenthood Fridays. So I want to give us a little bit of a break today from the youth ministry collection that Cameron and I have been doing for the past four weeks. Thank you so much for your feedback. We, I've heard from a lot of you who basically have said, hey, thank you guys for doing that because it's really hard to find resource like that out there on how to run a really great youth ministry. Um, we will definitely be back. There are so many more things to cover about youth ministry, but I just thought we'd give it a little bit of a break. I thought we would talk about something perhaps a little bit more controversial today, and that is this whole connection between being a girl boss and being called bossy. Have you ever experienced that? Have you ever been called bossy because really what you're trying to do is to be a leader? Do you find it difficult or are you afraid sometimes to show strong leadership um, uh, behaviors because you're afraid of being called bossy? I know I fit into that category. I'm not bossy by nature, but sometimes I double guess myself on being strong because I don't want to come across as bossy. So what we're going to look at today, I'm going to address a few questions, um, a few topics about being bossy. Basically, the main one I want to look at is Is it harder to be a girl boss because people have a tendency to label us bossy? Uh, And what can we do about that? I want to look at things like, is being bossy really a label for leadership skills? Um, Are women called bossy more often than men? Does being bossy affect men's and women's reputations? Do women actually act bossier than men? Is there more of a penalty for acting bossy? Um, I also then want to give you a few, um, probably about six of my top skills that I use to lead um, in a strong way, but in such a way that I'm not being bossy. I'm not being called bossy, if that makes sense. So that's where we're headed today. Um, So I want to start off by just looking at a movement or a campaign that was started in 2018 by Sheryl Sandberg, who's the CEO, by the way, of Facebook. Now, you might know her more by a book that she wrote years ago called Lean In. Now, a lot of my listeners probably think that uh, Brian Houston started that little saying, Lean In. And I only ever remember hearing him say it. But then one day, I remember going to the airport and seeing a book called Lean In. And I thought, Oh, Brian's written a book. No, the book was called by Sheryl Sandberg and it was called Lean In. She actually coined the phrase, good example of a woman coining something and a man gets the credit. And I know you're all laughing at that right now. Um, But she advocated in 2018 um, this campaign called Hashtag Ban Bossy, where she basically came to the conclusion and said that being bossy is something to do with our gender, that it's girls that are called bossy, not boys, and that they've got leadership skills, but they're being mislabeled. Now, this was backed by world-renowned 
of voices like Beyonce and Michelle Obama, among others. And in her campaign, Sandberg argued that from a very young age, girls are trained to be quiet and submissive and nurturing and caring. And when they break free from these gender norms, that they're often disliked and called bossy. So that's what I want to look at today. Now, her campaign advocated that we need to correct people. And every time we hear someone call a girl bossy, that we need to say, no, 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 she's not bossy. She has executive leadership skills. So I guess I want to look at, you know, are we called bossy when really we have got leadership skills? Um, Are leadership skills being mislabeled as bossy? Are they the same thing? And that's what we're going to look at today. So in response to Sandberg's campaign, the Center for Creative Leadership decided to conduct their own research in the role of the word bossy in the workplace. And I thought their findings were absolutely fascinating because there's not a lot of research done on this whole concept of uh, women being bossy, supposedly bossy in the workplace. Now, their results showed a consistent trend that being bossy in the workplace, and this applies to men and women, has negative consequences, and those negative consequences are particularly harsh for women. Now, I would agree with this. Now, you guys know I'm the last person on earth to... Um, to live with a victim mentality of any kind. Um, But I would agree that I can tell there are more negative consequences for women when it comes to this whole concept of being bossy. Because sometimes I find myself hesitant to show strong leadership because I don't want to be called bossy. Even though, by the way, I am not a bossy person by nature and I have never been called bossy. No one has ever used the word bossy to describe me. But I have certainly been criticized by men, a few men, who didn't like my strong leadership, especially when, and it's always been the case that these guys have worked for me in some kind of um, aspect. So I have had to call out a few of these guys on different things. And my fears were compounded because when when I called them out and showed strong leadership, they reacted badly. I often say to Cameron, babe, why do you think I started this podcast? Because he's like, no, 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 that's not true. Because I often say to him, you can be bossy and, and people just go, oh, that's Cameron being the leader. But if I'm bossy, that's not me being a strong leader. That's just me being bossy. And he always says, no, that's not true. It's People don't think that. I'm like, babe, I'm telling you, it is different being a female leader than being a male leader. So I wanted to explore this connection between bossiness and leadership. So let's look at the first thing. Is bossy a label, like Sheryl Sandberg said? Is it purely a label for executive leadership skills? So if you've got um, a young girl who's being bossy, does she really have executive leadership skills? Now, according to this survey done by the CLC, they said that no, Being bossy is not indicative of leadership skills. In fact, it actually describes a pattern of poor interpersonal skills. It actually means if you're bossy, you don't have good leadership. You actually have bad leadership. So in this respect, I don't agree with what Sheryl Sandberg was saying. I don't think that we should reward girls who are bossy and say, hey, 
you're not being bossy. You've just got leadership skills because bossiness and leadership are two different things. Um, So I want to look at, well, what are the character traits of bossiness? And I think what happens is people confuse bossiness with leadership, but it's actually not the same. They're very, very different. Bossiness actually reeks of very poor interpersonal skills. Leadership, girls with leadership have excellent interpersonal skills. So I want to look at the difference. So let's look at the interpersonal skills of a bossy person. They control other people. They love to dictate orders. They ignore other people's perspective. They're pushy. They often will demand or prescribe that specific actions have to be abided by because this is the way something has to be done. They interact often in aggressive ways. They're insensitive to the people around them. They can't tell that different things that are coming out. I'll often say when, when girls are bossy, it's like they've got no filter. Things come out of their mouth and they've got no idea that they're really kind of hurting the other person. They love to order other people around. They react powerfully when you challenge or question them. Um, they're not themselves usually very expressive of emotion. They're not, not very kind of warm or, or expressive of their own feelings. And they act like they're the arbiter or the guard of a belief or a system. There's this woman that I, I don't even give her the uh, benefit of my follow, but I often go and look on her page and she's a, she's deconstructing Christianity, even though she's still a Christian, bizarre. She would have to be the biggest bully I've ever seen in my life. She goes around and bullies particularly Christian pastors. It's insane, but she, she's, she thinks she's, um, she's exposing oppression. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's just a bully. Um, And bullies often, not bullies, bossy people often clash with other strong people. So as you can see from that list, bossiness is not the same as leadership. Being bossy does not mean that you have got leadership skills. In fact, being bossy means you actually have poor leadership skills. And if they, any of those describe anyone you know, or perhaps even yourself, you're actually doing a huge disservice to your influence and to your leadership. So let's have a look at women who are bossy. Um, are women, sorry, let's have a look at are women called bossy more often than men, particularly in the workplace? And again, This survey found, and I've seen this on other surveys as well, that this is true, that actually women are twice as likely to be called bossy than what men are. Now, I don't know if that's because the women are acting more bossy. Could that be the case? Or is it more likely that people are mislabeling their leadership skills as bossy? Because as I said before, being bossy and being a leader are two different things. So interestingly, though, on that one, when people are asked to recall an actual time that they worked with someone that they considered bossy, they equally would describe a man as well as a woman. All right, next thing we want to look at, does being bossy affect men and women's reputations? So, or does it just affect women's reputations? And the answer is, according to the research, yes, it damages both. It's not like you can be a bossy man and your reputation's not damaged, but if you're a bossy woman, it is. The results showed that people don't like bossy men or bossy women. So both of them 
are rated less popular, but but bossy women are still rated slightly less popular than bossy men. So in other words, it's slightly more acceptable to be a bossy man than it is to be a bossy woman. So my conclusion on this one, I agree with Cheryl that perhaps the word bossy is gendered, that it tends to be more directed towards women. So that would lead us to the question, okay, well, maybe women are more bossy. Maybe they do act more bossy and that's why they're called slightly more bossier than men. Is that true? Well, in answer to that, now the research, by the way, has been collected for 20 years. The CLC looked back at 20 years worth of research and they came to the conclusion that no, women do not act bossier than men. In fact, in fact, the research shows that men are slightly more likely to act bossier than women, even though women are twice as likely to be called bossy at work. That seems unfair, right? It's like, oh my gosh. So men have a tendency to act bossier, but we are more likely to be called bossier. So I agree in that case with the hashtag Ben Bossy. Um, So is there a penalty for acting bossy for both men and women? And again, across the 20 years of data, when women act bossy, it has a slightly more serious consequence again. So in other words, a man can act bossy and get away with it a bit more than a woman. But, but let me say before what you become victims, girls, nobody likes a bossy man or a bossy woman. So it's not like women can be bossy and people don't like it and men can be bossy and no one cares. No, 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 no. It affects both of them. They're both less promotable in a workplace. However, women are even less promotable. So it does affect women slightly more. So men can get away with being bossy a little bit more, but in general, people don't like a bossy man or a bossy woman. So these findings don't seem fair. It does seem that we are slightly more, um, because of our gender, more likely to be called bossy. See? So I said to Cameron the other day, I told you, I told you it's a little bit harder to be a girl leader because even though we might act less bossy, and by the way, Cameron has a far more bossy personality than me. I mean, like we're both strong, but oh my gosh, he comes from a family of bossy, bossy people. (laughs) Um, In the good sense, by the way, not the bad sense, but they're strong. They're very strong. Um, But I said to him, I told you, I told you it's a little bit harder because even though I might be less bossy by nature, I could tend to be labeled more, more so just for being a woman. Now, it gets worse for a second before it gets better. There's a double whammy for us girls. Right. Think of this. When people think of what traits make up a leader, a lot of the traits tend to be more masculine traits. Okay. So when people think of leadership, they think of things like independence, uh, directness, um, perhaps a bit of competitiveness, even maybe aggression. So a lot of the leadership traits tend to be masculine traits. But if I, as a woman, display masculine leadership traits, or if I, if I display leadership traits, which tend to be more masculine, then I run the risk of being seen as unfeminine, mean, and unlikable. 
Okay, so there's one strike against us. But then on the other hand, if I act the way that, if we act the way that women are expected to act or the way that people like women acting, which is to display more feminine traits, such as being nurturing, being nice, being kind, being caring, well, then we're not seen as being a really strong leader. We could be seen if we're more feminine as lacking leadership. So a bit of a catch 22. I would probably relate to that second one. So I'm I tend to display very feminine um, traits by nature. My nature is to be very kind, very caring. Um, I, I tend to be more on the warm side. So my traits by nature are more feminine. And so I think it catches people by surprise when they see the strong leadership side of me. I think some people are like, oh my gosh, I can and expect that. Now, I've been in leadership positions for a long time. So people know that I'm a strong leader. Um, because I've been very persistent in that. But if people don't know me, I think they tend to be quite surprised because I tend to have more of the, um, the feminine skills than the supposed leadership skills. All right. So what can conclusion can we come to before I talk about how to be a girl boss in this space? Uh, so while the word bossy is disproportionately used against women, it still is used to describe both men and women who lack interpersonal skills. And bossy men aren't rewarded in the workplace. All right, so it's not completely all bad news. Um, they are also considered to be unpopular, unsuccessful, and unpromotable, although women tend to be more so. So the conclusion here for me is that being bossy is a sign of bad leadership, although the word bossy is associated slightly more with women. But at the end of the day, nobody likes bossy people full stop, whether it be a guy or a girl. I do think, though, that sometimes people with strong leadership skills are mislabeled as bossy. So getting back to where we started with Cheryl Sandberg, telling bossy girls, actual bossy girls, that they really have executive leadership skills, to me, that's not doing them a favor because like the research shows, and I'm sure from your own experience, nobody actually likes bossy because the traits associated with being bossy are not leadership traits. So being bossy does not equate with being a leader. And I think the worst thing that we can do is to say to a girl, oh no, she's not bossy. You've just got executive leadership skills, sweetie. Um, Because as you'll see, bossy and leadership are two different things. And I think instead we need to help these girls channel, (laughs) channel their strength. So what we need to do, what solution can we find? I think what we need to do is to continuously develop better interpersonal skills. But I really want to focus on us girls here because I think the interpersonal skills that we need to develop are perhaps very specific to being a girl in leadership. Because the skills that we need to develop as girls are more specific, I think, because we have to combat this perception that we're being bossy. So I want to share with you six interpersonal skills that I've used that I've found have highly, highly helped me to um, to being a um, to being a leader in spaces where I have to lead both men and women. Now, first, let me say though that everyone has their unique style, so you've got to kind of find your own unique style. But this is what's worked for me. So the first one would be um, confidence. 
So you can still be confident without coming across as bossy or egotistical. And I think a good place where our confidence comes from is actually knowing that we're good at what we do. So having skills in a particular area is a really good way to bring confidence to us. So it's not like fake confidence, if you know what I mean. So I've been in education, for example, for 20 years. So my confidence in running the academy doesn't come from my title or because my husband runs Youth Alive and he asked me to run it. Um, And it doesn't come from arrogance. It actually comes from experience. I, I know what I'm doing. And so my confidence is genuine and authentic. And people can tell. They can tell when someone's truly confident because they know what they're talking about. Now, what do you do if you're just starting out and you don't have the experience? Well, in that case, your confidence can come from the encouragement of another leader who's a really good leader who you trust. So when I was first starting out, My confidence came from my pastors, from particularly from Russell and Sam, who would always say to me, Renee, you're a really great preacher. They weren't just blowing wind up me, so to speak. They were, they, their, my confidence grew because of their confidence in me. So if you're just starting out, find someone who believes in you. That's why I'm a huge advocate of girls and why if you come to public church, You literally will see more girls even on the platform and in all sorts of positions than the guys. It's a bit of a running joke that the guys have got to catch up, but that's because these girls are young and they need someone like me who's um, been, been in the game a bit longer to be able to identify where their skills lie and then I encourage them and my confidence helps in them, helps them to grow their confidence. So find people like that in your life. And it doesn't have to be a woman, by the way. Like I said, Russell was one of my biggest advocates back when I was 16, 17, 18. So when you're confident, it helps you in the decisions that you make because you don't double guess yourself. So something that I think is important when I'm leading the academy is sometimes I make decisions and I'm not 100% sure I'm making the right decision, but I just make a decision anyway. I remember reading this story years ago about the editor, and I can't remember if it was like Vogue magazine or one of those famous fashion magazines. And she decided to put a famous celebrity, let's just pretend it was J-Lo. I can't remember if it was J-Lo. Anyway, she decided to put this celebrity in a green dress for the cover of Vogue. And I remember somebody interviewed her because everyone was going wild about this dress and they were really going wild and saying, this editor, she's incredible. She's amazing. She always knows what to put on the cover. And oh, what was your decision-making process behind that beautiful, brilliant green dress that you had her wear for the cover of the magazine? And her answer was so hilarious. She goes, honestly, I could have chosen any color dress. In fact, we also had a really good black dress to choose from, and I didn't know which one to choose, but I've learned to just make a decision and back myself. I never forgot that story. Sometimes, girls, when it comes to confidence, you just have to make a decision and back yourself. So that's the first thing I do is I um, I definitely use confidence, but my confidence comes from a place of experience. Second thing, trustworthiness. That's a really good skill or character trait for us girls to have, for people 
to know us and to feel like we are trustworthy really accelerates our leadership influence. Um, Successful women leaders can establish and do establish a climate of trust around them. So I've used this trait again and again to lead our academy team, which um, has grown from just me and five students to a team of about 10 and hundreds of students in locations all around the country. They trust me firstly, but also I trust them. So not only do I create trustworthiness um, towards me, but I create trustworthiness within the team. And I build this, I build trustworthiness by being consistent and reliable. And I equally expect them to build trustworthiness by being consistent and reliable. I think I said before about how I had to call someone out previously. And this was one of the things, one of the reasons I had to call someone out was because they weren't showing me that they were reliable or consistent. And so me calling that out really um, was helpful to our team because if you allow unreliability to exist on your team, then it actually eats away at your leadership. People will not trust you if you allow that. Another way to build trustworthiness is to be a person of your word. Do what you say that you'll do. So our team trusts me, but I show how I also trust them by things like sharing ideas and resources. I've built trust too by sharing the credit when we have wins or when good things happen. Um, I very much, in fact, I often will pass the credit on to them. Um, I don't take the credit myself, but what I do do is take responsibility for mistakes and admit mistakes. So trust really is two ways. So that's my first two, be confident, be trustworthy, uh, and and uh, you know make sure that you facilitate a, a climate of trustworthiness on your team. Thirdly, I would say problem, be a problem solver. Um, it's really important that you're not someone that fluffs and flounders around with a problem. Bring leadership to problems by listening, by gathering information, and then make a decision. Don't let things lie. So being a quick problem solver is a really great way for a girl boss to to win a lot of um, leadership points with her team. Number four, I would say this is a really big one for me. I try and lead with creativity and innovation. I think it's super important Um, not to go stale in your leadership. And I think it keeps everyone on their toes by constantly leading and looking for ways to innovate. We are huge. I'm huge on this in the academy. I'm I'm always trying to lead the way with creativity and ingenuity um, and with very minimal resource sometimes. Um, So for example, this is how our Air Academy came about. So we had all these locations, but then we could see that there were all these young people that wanted to apply to the academy, but they lived too far away. And so we're like, we came up with the Air Academy. Um, Global Live Chats is another one. I wanted to bring our students world-class teaching and world, I wanted them to rub shoulders and uh, to to get the opportunity to talk with world-class leaders, like what Cameron and I get a chance to do. And so Again, we thought outside the box and I'm like, I can bring the person to them by our lives. And so we do live Zooms with people like Levi Lusco and Chad Veach and Taylor Madu and all sorts of people. And so again, leading with creativity, 
and imagination and innovation, it really makes people want to be a part of your team, girls, and want to be a part of following you. Um, you know, together, our team has recreated really what Bible colleges have traditionally traditionally looked like in Australia. So I would say if you want to be a pioneering woman leader, use creativity. Um, okay, number five, and I think I mentioned this earlier, would be persistence. So even though, like I said, I've got very by nature, very feminine characteristics, People have taken me seriously as a female leader because I've been persistent. It's not because I've blown my own trumpet. It's not because I put on Instagram everywhere that I speak. I speak at a lot of different places that I don't put up on my Instagram. It's not because, you know, I tell people that I'm a good leader or this is, you know, these are all the things that I've done. I mean, I like Cameron and I laugh sometimes. If other people ran the Youth Alive Academy or ran a national Bible college, they'd probably have it all over their Instagram bio. Maybe I do myself a disservice by not. I don't know. But I just think that your fruit does the talking over a long period of time. I remember a few years ago, we had a um, national, it was one of our Youth Alive National Leaders uh, conferences, which happens every second year. And I preached at one of the sessions. And Someone told me later that there was there was a whole heap of leaders from a really significant church there, and apparently their WhatsApp chat was like, "What? I who's this girl up there preaching? Like, I didn't know that she could. Pre- wow, there's a really good, you know, Australian woman preacher that we didn't know about." And I literally just laughed to myself, and I thought, you know what? It's because if you don't blow your own bagpipes, girls. Just let your fruit do the talking over time. I just thought that was really funny at the time. I thought, you know what? I've been preaching like this for 20 years. It's funny that you guys have just come to the party. Um, So just let your fruit do the talking and be persistent, consistent, reliable, stick to what you believe is right. And I promise that's the way you make an impact. You make an impact by being persistent and consistent. You know, even the fact that as girls, we tend to carry more of the family responsibilities on top of the work. And we might at times get some resistance there by people thinking that we're distracted because we've got our mind on our family as well. But again, by being persistent, um, those very skills that we use in in that process actually are a great strength of ours. So persistence is a huge one. I probably should have put that one first. And number six, I would say a really helpful interpersonal skill to have people take you really seriously as a girl boss leader is to use collaboration. So really the opposite of bossing people around is to take a collaborative approach. And again, I would use this a lot with my team. I definitely... um, I definitely know that, you know, I do lead like I'm the leader. It's not like I'm in the background going, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not really leading this thing. I'm definitely a strong leader, but I'm very much a, hey, let's do this together kind of a person. I see my role as the leader being the gatherer of the team. I love drawing others around me. 
and I want to help develop their gift as we work on something together. And that's very much how I run the academy. As I draw the team together and we have weekly Zoom meetings, we're always talking about the different strength and the different resources that our team bring. And we each get a go at at bringing our strength to the academy as a whole. So be thoughtful about nurturing the correct the connections on the team around you. Um, and I do spend a lot of time doing this. So they would be my top six. Let me just go through them again. It would be number one, lead with confidence. Number two, build a climate of trustworthiness. Number three, be a problem solver. Number four, lead with creativity and innovation. Number five, persist, persist, persist. And number six, be someone who is a collaborator. They would be, be my six top um, top tips on having great interpersonal leadership skills. And I guarantee if you lead like that, nobody will call you bossy. And like I said before, um, although there might've been the one or two that have been intimidated by my strong leadership, um, personality or, or whatever, they've never, ever called me bossy. Um, So there you go. So I just think as girls, and this would be my final takeaway for us girls, is that we should never be afraid to show strong leadership just because we're afraid of being labeled bossy. Because as you could see from what I've described, being bossy and being a leader are two completely different things. And so if you are mislabeled as bossy, but really what you have is leadership skills, then I would completely ignore that person. However, if you do find that perhaps people are consistently, you are hearing that perhaps you're more on the bossy side, then maybe have a good think and have an honest reflection and go back to more of the start of the podcast where I went through the character traits of a bossy person and maybe have a good honest look and and think to yourself, well, maybe there are some areas that I can improve upon. But anyway, I really want you to focus on those six and bring, um, and look, there are many others that I could talk about, but, but for me, they were my top six interpersonal skills that I think have made me um, a, a successful female leader that I hope that you can bring into your leadership. So I really hope that's helped you girls today. Let me know what you guys think. And uh, anyway, I will see you back on the Friday podcast for parenthood. Otherwise, I'll see you or be back with you again next Wednesday. Until then, have a fabulous week. Make sure you come and find me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast.